we're ahead actually of where we were last year, and we met our goal last year. And so by God's grace, uh, God's going to help us do it again. And so as you give today, you're giving towards our mission and to what God is going to do in 2018. Uh, with that said, let's put the prayer of generosity up on the screen. And I know you're going to do this already, but when these kids are done singing, you're going to give them the biggest ovation you possibly can, all right? Let's pray this prayer of generosity together. Father, you are an abundant giver. There is nothing that I have that you have not given me. The way of your kingdom is the way of generosity. Help us to honor you with our resources. Free us from the deceit of riches. Lead us on the path of generosity. For your glory, Lord, for the abundance of our own lives and for the sake of others. Amen. Shepherds came to see the baby Stood by his mother's side There lay the Savior inside a manger Oh, what a glorious night Oh, what a glorious night I hear the angels singing Hallelujah, let the earth receive her King. I know that love has come. Sing it out, Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born, yeah. wondered they couldn't hide it told everyone inside all were amazed when they heard how God came down on this glorious night God came down on this glorious night hear the angels sing it hallelujah let the earth receive her king I know that love has come. Sing it out, 
Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ is born. Glorious, glorious, what a glorious night. Glorious, glorious, what a glorious night. I hear the angels singing, hallelujah, let the earth receive her king. I know that love has come. Sing it out, Jesus Christ is born. I hear the angels singing. Hallelujah, let the earth receive her King. I know that love has come, yeah. Sing it out, Jesus Christ is born. I heard that Jesus Christ is born, yeah, yeah. quiet stars shining in the sky below in bethlehem the king is sleeping oh what a glorious night oh what a glorious night For thousands of years, I have delivered God's messages to earth. At times, what he speaks is personal and intimate. Other times, his voice is mighty and strong to be heard by any who choose to listen and change. And every time, his words are exact, true, and perfect. See, when the maker of heaven and earth takes a moment to speak, it is more wonderful and beautiful than any being could possibly express. And it is with this joy that I proudly proclaim his messages. See, over time, he has chosen a specific group of people to speak to. Israel is his beloved and the storyteller of his plan unfolding on earth. And in this nation, there once lived a girl by the name of Mary. 
the message God intended for her was one of astounding significance, not only for her, but for everyone, for all of eternity. And the message I brought to Mary sparked messages for shepherds and wise men and people who would live for centuries after her part of the story ended. And this message, this message is the message that heralds any other message I have ever delivered. God, wearing the flesh of humanity as a child, born to save the world. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Oh, come and behold him, born the King of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Come, are you faithful? Oh, come, are you faithful to Bethlehem? Oh, sing choirs of angels. Oh, come, are you singing exaltation? Oh, come, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. To Bethlehem, oh, come, my faithful, oh, come, my faithful, oh, come, my faithful to Bethlehem. Oh, come, my, oh, come, my faithful, oh, come, my, oh, come, my faithful, oh, come, my, oh, come, my faithful, oh, come, my. Oh come I faithful, oh come I Oh come I faithful, oh come I Oh come I faithful, oh come I 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 faithful, oh come I faithful, oh come I faithful, oh come I faithful to Bethlehem. Oh, come all you faithful, oh, come all you faithful, born the King of angels. Oh, come let us adore him, oh, come, oh, come let us adore him, oh, come let us adore him, Christ. Oh, 
I can hardly believe you're right here, right now. It seems like this journey has taken forever and only just begun all at the same time. When the angel first told me about you, I was so afraid. And my parents and Joseph and everyone that knew me, they didn't know what to say or what to do at first. And some people that didn't understand, they thought I was involved in some kind of scandal. And there were moments that I feared for my future and yours. But all that is behind us now. You, my child, are so special in ways I can't even imagine yet. But maybe you already know. I am uncertain about so many things. I'm young, and there's so much I have to learn. My son, I'm nearly overwhelmed. The promised Messiah that all of Israel has been praying for is right here, right now in my arms. And I am his mother. Jesus, I wonder every day why God chose me to be your mother. I wonder, but I am forever grateful, for his ways are above my ways, and his thoughts are above my own, and I don't know what the future holds, but I promise that I will do my very best to raise you to make God proud. You are my life's story, and I will cherish that calling all the days of my life. Thank you.
your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you delivered will soon deliver you mary did you know that night of the year they said we were sitting around a fire trying to stay warm but it wasn't working someone had had a flagon of wine that they had passed around that they took from an owner so I took a few big swigs you know to help me keep warm and that's when it happened this big bright light came out of nowhere and suddenly I thought I heard the sound of someone saying something so I figured someone was trying to play a trick on us you know try to steal our sheep so I squinted my eyes and I saw the figure of a man standing there saying, don't be afraid, I have good news. He then went on to say that in town a new king had been born and that we should go see him and that a star would lead the way. 
and then all of a sudden the light disappeared. Now, I figured maybe it was the wine. You know, maybe I was seeing something. But everyone else saw it too. So when the spots had disappeared from our eyes, there it was. A star that had never been in the sky before, shining as bright as the moon. And after that, we went. Why? After all, I don't know. Why would a bunch of dirty shepherds be allowed to appear before a king? I mean, even regular people didn't want to be around us. Why should a newborn king be any different? So we went to town. Now, the star didn't lead us to a palace or to this big fancy house. No, instead, the star led us straight into a cave filled with animals. Great. And this young girl and this guy who turned out to be her husband and the newborn baby dressed in rags. Now I knew we were crazy. Because one of my friends told the guy why we were here, and the guy looked surprised. Oh, so the angel told you too, huh? To which I replied, an angel? That's what that thing was? He then went on to say that the angel, get this, told him and his wife that their newborn baby was the Messiah that God had promised Israel. Now, they weren't too sure what all this meant, but they somehow knew that it was true. So I went over to take a look at the kid. Now, don't ask me, I don't know about all this king and messiah stuff is about. But there's one thing I know for sure. There's something real special about this baby boy. And I feel lucky to have been there. You're great, guys. <laughs> Seven night went to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. Do See the little lamb 
Amen. Amen. Give it up one more time for our choir and worship team. You may be seated, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. It is uh, so good to have you here with us. I want to welcome those again watching online. Uh, my name is Rich. I'm the lead pastor here at New Life, and I want to offer just a brief uh, word of reflection on Christmas on one particular verse. And uh, after uh, uh, my time of, in sharing from the scriptures, we'll have our candlelighting portion of the service. Uh, but I want to look at a passage in Luke chapter, uh, Luke chapter 2. And um, verse 11 I'm going to focus on, but I want to read the entirety of this passage here from verses uh, 4 and on. Hear the word of the Lord. It says, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. I'm going to focus on... That verse there, verse 11, which is in yellow, let's all read it together. That's our verse for the night. Let's read it together. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Lord Jesus, as we open your your word today, tonight, Lord, would you speak to us through the power of your Holy Spirit? Open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts that we would receive every gift you have for us on this Christmas Eve. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. One of the greatest challenges before us on Christmas Eve and here in this worship service is actually the words that we just read together. The challenge before us is the challenge that we all have when we've heard something over and over and over again. It's the challenge of familiarity. We can be so familiar with things that we miss the wonder of it all. Not too long ago, I was on an airplane, and as, as the plane was about to take off, there was a little boy who wasn't seated too far from me, and as the plane began to take off, the boy started squealing with joy at the fact that this plane, this massive piece of metal was flying in the air, and this boy started squealing so much so that I looked out the window. Does he see something I, I, I don't see? And I, I realized, yeah, he, he sees something I don't see. He, he had a sense of Wonder, And for me, it was all just familiar, and I missed the wonder of it all. Over a year ago, I made my first trip to Colorado, and as I was driving, I saw the majestic and powerful mountains in the distance. And when I spoke to someone who lived there his entire life, I asked him, uh, do you ever get tired of the view? And he said, what view? And, and, <laughs> and I was the, the mountains, the mountains. Do you ever get tired of the mountains? And he said, sometimes I, I don't even pay attention to it. He was familiar. The Christmas story is a story 
that we can easily not pay attention to because we are so familiar with it. And the question is not whether we know the story. The question is, are you gripped by the story? The story begins with an angel, an angel sent by God to, to deliver good news. And in these simple words, in one of the verses, it says, the angel of the Lord appeared to them. We have the heart of God fully demonstrated to us. Christmas reminds us that it is always God who comes to us first, not us coming to God first. The gospel is the message that God is the one who takes initiative always. The gospel is the message that God's love always comes to us first. The gospel is the message that God is always moving towards us. The Bible says we love God only because God loved us first. Christmas is the annual reminder that God doesn't just come to us. When God comes to us, God comes with good news. The angel delivers a message from God. And I want to focus particularly on a part of that message, verse 11 specifically. And I want to take apart the verse, the verse we just read, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. There are other translations that say the same thing, but reordering the words. I want to unpack that verse uh, said this way, for to you is born this day a Savior. And in these eight words, we have the powerful message of Christmas. And I want to show you, I want to tear apart these words, as it were, and show you how powerful God's word is to us on this Christmas Eve. The first word in this passage is, is to you, to you. I could spend my entire sermon on those two words, to you, because Christmas is to you. Christmas is for you. There's something for you here. God's got a message with your name on it. Now, having a three-year-old in the house during Christmas time is a real funny thing. Yesterday, every 10 minutes or so, my son Nathan would say, I'm behaving, right, Daddy? I'm behaving, right, Daddy? <laughs> Every 10 minutes, I'm behaving, right, Daddy? And somehow he understands morality and ethics and the fruit of the Spirit when Christmas comes around. One of the other things he's been asking the past this past week is, what's Santa Claus doing right now? And he'd say, is he making the presents? And I'd say, yeah, he's making the presents. He's making the presents. And then he says, when is he going to bring the presents? And I said, on Christmas Eve, he'll start going around everywhere, and he's going to give presents to the entire world. And he goes, yeah, yeah, but is he going to bring me something? And I said, no, he's going to, he's giving presents to the entire world. And he said, no, 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 no. Is he going to bring me something? He recognized that there's a power in being a personalization of to give. There's something really nice about being personally addressed to you. One of the unfortunate shifts in our culture with all of the technological advances that we have is we don't get to receive as much good news in the mail as we used to. Sometimes when the mail comes in, we ask, is there anything for me? And when we ask, is there anything for me? We're not asking for bills. We're not asking for bad news. What we want is, did anyone think about me? Did anyone send me a word of encouragement? Did anyone send me a gift in the mail? Uh, we we, we want to know, that is someone thinking about me? And on Christmas, God is says, God says, to you. It's a personalized you. It's a generous you. 
It's an expansive view. Look what God doesn't say. He doesn't say, to you who have been good. It doesn't say that. To you who have been saying your prayers, it doesn't say that. To you who have perfect attendance at church, it doesn't say that. To you who have been living sexually pure, it does not say that. All we hear the angels say is to you. It's an expansive, generous word from God. Wherever you're at, the message is to you. Haven't been praying to you. Haven't been going to church to you. Don't know God to you. You, the word to you is incredibly expansive, incredibly generous, incredibly grace-filled. And God is saying in those two simple words to you, regardless of where you are, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what you have not done, God has come for you, and this message is to you. By entering into human history... God is making a very clear declaration in this, and I want you to hear these words. When God comes into the, in the person of Jesus, he's making a, a profound declaration, and this declaration is this, I do not want to exist without you. And I want you to hold on to that. The incarnation is God's way of saying to you and me and to the entire world, I do not want to exist without you. Now, does God exist without us? Of course God exists without us. Does God want to exist without us? God does not want to exist without us. So much so that he became like us to you. I love how the German theologian Karl Barth said it. In one of his sermons, he says, Jesus says these words essentially. He says, I live. And when these words are spoken by Jesus, it means I live my divine life for you. I live it fully by loving you. Without you, I do not care to be the son of God or to enjoy my divine life. I live it by fully pouring it out. Without reticence or reservation, I give it away for you. And this giving of myself and this saving power, I live my life, my divine life. Could you hear that word to you? To you, God says, without you, I do not want to exist. This is the profound mystery and generosity and love of Christmas. But the to you is not just a personalized word, it's a cosmic word as well. To you is to reach every part of the world. To you is to, to reach every corner of the universe. It's a cosmic word, essentially saying that it is in the coming of Jesus that the world is made right to you. The verse goes on and says to you, and the second part of that is it's born to you is born. And we have become so familiar with these words that these words don't shock us. But these words, is born, capture the greatest mystery and paradox of the Christian faith. That it's not just that, that a baby is born. When a baby is born, we have something miraculous right before our eyes. Seeing children born transports us into divine mystery. A human being enters into our world and it is incredibly Beautiful. Every single day, 10,000 babies are born in this country. Four million babies are born in this country every single year. But 2,000 years ago, when this baby was born, it was different because this baby was not just a baby. This baby, Christians believe, was God. And think about that for a moment. When you think about it, take the time to think that the, the God who flung the galaxies into existence has been born as a baby. 
I like how Kenneth Tanner, a pastor in Michigan, says it. He says these words, ponder with me the humility of a God who speaks all things into existence, making himself speechless. The sacred three, that is the Trinity, invite a teenager into their community and ask her to bear God, to bear the one who cannot be contained in her tiny womb. This is all too wonderful to grasp. The defender of the weak becomes weak and defenseless. The one who covers all becomes naked and exposed. The one who cares for all becomes helpless and needing care. The one who holds it all together needs to be held tightly. When we look at this baby, we're looking at the face of Almighty God. And the invitation of Christmas is an invitation for us to follow in the way of Jesus. Christmas invites us to become weak and defenseless, to put down our defensiveness. Christmas invites us to become vulnerable. Christmas invites us to become weak. Christmas invites us to acknowledge our need. Christmas invites us to acknowledge that we need help. Christmas invites us to lay down the need to hold it all together. The almighty God, the one who holds it all together, needs to be held tightly. To you is born this day. The third part of it is this day. When the angel says this day, the angel is not just referring to one day back then. The angel is saying in the coming of Christ, a new day has dawned. We are not to look at the story as something that just happened. We are to look at the story as something that happens. The angel is saying a new day has come, and I love this. There's a little detail, and I don't know if it was the original author's intention of it, but I couldn't help but highlight it and underline it this past week, that the angel says today, and when he says today, he says those words around midnight, that a new day dawns in the darkest moments of our lives. At midnight, the angel comes and says today. That is to say a new day is coming. I know it's dark outside, but a new day is here. And many of us in this room, maybe there's darkness that you're faced with today. Strongholds you cannot get rid of, overpowered by the weight of sin and addiction. And the invitation of Christmas is to remind us, this day something can change. This day, a new dawn is breaking forth. This day, in the middle of the night, a new day has come. Because this day, a new future can open up for us. And this is the good news for all of us. On this day, you can say yes to his love. On this day, you can let go of your fears. On this day, you can start again. And and, and, and when when the angel says this day, he's saying there's a whole new way to see reality. A new day has dawned. I love how Paul says it in 2 Corinthians 5.17 when he says, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old is past, the new has come. A new, another way of saying that is this. If anyone is in Christ, comma, new creation. That is to say, when you're in Christ, you begin to see the new day that's here. New creation. The old is past, the new has come. The question is, what do you need on this day? What is the new day that you are hoping for? What is the new beginning you desire to see? To you is born this day a Savior. 
The Christmas story is one of salvation. We don't just say that God has come in the flesh, born of a virgin. We also say this is the God who came to save. God in Christ didn't come to condemn us. He came to liberate us, to rescue us, to forgive us, to save us from the power of sin. But here's the caveat, only if we let him in. A couple of years ago, in my apartment building, I saw a sign in the lobby that mentioned the recent spring of burglaries in the neighborhood. And so they listed instructions all over the apartment building. And they said, make sure the windows by the fire escape are are closed and locked and do all you can to keep invaders from coming in. And it all makes sense in Queens. It makes sense in Queens. But in the kingdom of God, And on Christmas Eve, that doesn't make sense. C.S. Lewis called Jesus the great invader. And Christmas is the great invasion. And, 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 And Queens, we might lock the door, but in the kingdom of God, we're called to leave the window a little open by the fire escape. So that when God comes, his love can penetrate the deepest part of our being. And the question about Christmas is very simple. Is the, is the window by the fire escape open in your life? Or have you shut it out to God? Because he's coming. And he comes. But he waits for us to open the window just a little bit for him to transform us with his saving love. And that's the message of Christmas to you, all of you in this room, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter how you're struggling, no matter you you don't got your act together, to you is born this day a savior. God wants to liberate all of us in this room and set us free. And for those of us who've never said yes to Jesus, to you is born this day a Savior. Let's pray together. Let me invite you to close your eyes. I want to invite the worship team to come forward. And I wonder today... What's the darkness that you're overcome by today? What's the new day that you are longing for? What's the hope that needs to spring up in this season of your life? Jesus didn't just come to be born 2,000 years ago. Every single day he longs to be born in the center of our hearts but only if we let the window open. So Lord Jesus, on this Christmas Eve, we thank you that you are the God who keeps coming. Relentless love. A love that chases us down. And Lord, on this day, may we know that this message is for us, for every single person in this room and every person watching online. This message is for us. And may we open the window of our lives and may we let you in. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. It's at this portion of the service where we're going to light our candles. I want to invite everyone to stand here. And our worship team is going to be leading us in worship. And this is one of my favorite parts of our Christmas Eve candlelight service because it gives a great image of the power of light, that you might be surrounded with darkness in your life, but there's something about the power of the light of Jesus that when it comes, 
It dispels the darkness. And so in a moment, I'm going to light my candle by the Advent candle there, and I'll come to the front here, and we'll have some ushers uh, that I'll light their candle. And I just want to, uh, there's a, Steve, you can just put that on the screen there. There's, there's a, I want to give a little bit of direction uh, in terms of how we do the candle lighting here. Very simply, if you don't see it on the screen, for those of you that have your candle lit, you'll start with this. I mean, we have to do this because, I mean, we almost had some scares for the past couple of years. And so you'll keep your candle that's lit like this. And the person who ha- who's looking to light their candle, they'll be the person to put it on. We don't want you like doing a, lighting somebody's scarf on fire here. And so you just... Put it on there. And what's going to happen is I'm going to light the usher's candles. One of the ushers is going to go up, and the other two are just going to go right down the center aisle, lighting the candles right on the side, and then just turn over to your side, and you'll light the candle. And just watch how the room begins to uh, uh, just glow and illumine. It's, gonna, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. And we'll sing together. Just the last thing here. If you have a child who's holding a candle, uh, be of the mindset, parent, that you are holding the candle as well. I know in these moments it gets really beautiful in the room and you just want to take your selfie. Uh, but if you have a child with you, make sure you have your eyes on that child at all times, right? And so we're going to sing together. We're going to worship together. If you didn't get a candle, take your smartphone out. Use that flashlight. And uh, if you're watching online, turn the lights off and uh, we'll see you there. But we're going to worship together as we light these candles.
to look around the room, just a beautiful sight, a room that there was once darkness in, has been illumined by the lights, and what an image 
for what Christ has done. Christ is known as the light of the world and Christians are known to be light of the world as well. That wherever darkness is, we are there to light a candle, to bring light and hope and love and joy. So in a moment, we'll, we'll blot our candles, but today as 2017 is coming to an end, I imagine you, some of you might be in a midnight season, a time in your life where you're wondering, is light going to come? Is a new day for me and God's word to you is to you this message is to you not just to some random people out there God the God of the universe knows you by name he knows every hair on your head he knows your story he knows your sins he knows where you've been and this message is to you and so the invitation is to open our hearts to Jesus very simply and allow him to come in maybe for the first time maybe for the hundredth time, but to let him come in this Christmas Eve and this Christmas day. So in a moment, we'll blow out our candle here and I'll bless us here. Uh, Just a couple of important things. Please give the candle back. (laughs) We have another service. That'd just be wrong if you take the candle off. We got one more service to go, all right? And so uh, you can drop the candle off in the back there. Downstairs, there's some cookies and some refreshments downstairs. So you can go through the showroom, right through that door there, or you can go through the regular exit. Uh, But go downstairs and hang out for a little bit and connect with some folks before you head home and go about your business. And so on three, we'll blow out our candles. And I'm just going to pray a prayer of blessing over you, and we'll be on our way. Let's, Let's all blow out our candles together. It's our custom at New Life to end with a blessing. And just open your hands uh, to receive uh, a blessing here. Bobby, if you can just, there you go. With your hands and your hearts in the posture of receiving brothers and sisters and sons and daughters of the living God, may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and fill you with peace. And may you walk out of this building in the power of the Holy Spirit knowing that this Christmas good news is for you and to you. And may this news transform you and fill you with joy. And may you overflow to offer this good news to others you encountered this week. I bless you all in the strong, in the beautiful, in the joyful name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas to you all.